Chapter 11 of Dot and Tot of Maryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Geisinger. Dot and Tot of Maryland by Frank L. Baum. Chapter 11 The Palace of Wonders. No sooner had Scallops taken Tot from the drawing room than the Queen touched her bell a second time and in answer to the summons a neatly dressed doll maid entered the room and made her bow before her pretty mistress this maid was a pleasant-looking little person but dot noticed her eyebrows were painted upon her face and her hair seemed painted on too only the little white cap nearly covered it so it didn't show much twinkle said the queen show this young lady to the musical chamber and wait upon her as she dresses for dinner then turning to dot she added i shall retire to my own room and use my thinking machine while you are gone so that i may know what to do with you your coming has completely upset my life for i never thought to see strangers in maryland but you must not worry doubtless my thinking machine will show me exactly what to do with you and in any event i could not harm two such gentle children as you and tot she nodded smilingly and left the room while the maid Twinkle led Dot up the stairs and along the hallway to her room. The girl thought she had never seen a prettier chamber, although she had always been daintily cared for by her wealthy parents. The bedstead was of pure ivory, and the pillows were covered with creamy white silk, embroidered with white flowers. The bedspread was of pure white, too, and over it were thickly sewn many brilliant diamonds while the fringe along the edge was made of diamond beads. The chairs and sofas were covered with white brocaded silks, and the velvet carpet was scattered with lilies of the valleys on a delicate green groundwork. In one corner stood a beautiful little dressing table with a big mirror above it, and through the draped doorway Dot saw a luxurious little bathroom with a tub of white marble. It's a lovely room, said Dot to the maid, but why did the queen call it the musical chamber? Sit down, please, was Tinkle's reply. So Dot seated herself in an easy chair, and no sooner had she touched the cushion than the sweetest strain of music fell upon her ears. She listened to it delightedly until the piece was finished, when Twinkle raised her to her feet. The music will play as long as you sit there, she said. Try the sofa. Then Dot sat upon one of the sofas and heard the strains of a military band, seemingly far away, but sounding sweetly and distinctly nevertheless. Twinkle now led her to the bathroom that she might bathe her face and hands, and when the water fell into the basin it played an inspiring waltz tune. The brushes which the maid passed through Dot's hair were musical too, and everything she touched seemed to play her the most ravishing strains of melody. Now, said Twinkle, lie down upon the bed a moment. Dot obeyed, and heard a choir of sweet, childish voices singing such dreaming, soothing lullabies that her eyes closed in spite of herself. She was almost asleep when Twinkle aroused her and bade her attend the queen's banquet. The voices will sing you to sleep when bedtime comes, said the maid, but now you must have dinner and learn what fate the queen of Maryland has in store for you. She walked past a door that was half hidden behind a rich drapery, and pushing it open, showed Dot that it led to the laughing chamber. 
it was with real pleasure that the girl saw her friend tot who had at that moment just risen from his bed the boy eagerly showed her all the gay mirthful faces in his room and they made dot laugh out of pure sympathy then she brought tot into her own dainty chamber where he sat upon a chair and heard an orchestra play a merry shottish but twinkle and scallops were now impatient to hurry them away so soon they descended the stairway again and were ushered into a royal banquet room the queen had arrived there before them and her face was smiling as sweetly as ever she set dot upon one side of her at the big table and tot upon the other side this table was spread with delicate glassware and rare vases of fragrant flowers and the dishes they ate from they perceived were of solid gold how did you like your chamber the queen asked dot it's delightful she answered i did not think there could be such a beautiful room in all the world and were you also pleased inquired the wax doll turning toward the boy my room's fine replied tot it made me laugh the dinner was now served and certainly no more delicious meal was ever eaten by children unless they chanced to dine with the queen of merryland there were many courses of rich and rare edibles and each dish dot and tot thought could not be surpassed until they tasted the next one really said dot with an admiring glance at her majesty you must be a fairy to be sure i am laughed the pretty queen still you are not like any fairy i have read about continued the child gravely no i suppose not returned the wax doll you must know that fairies are as different from one another as other people are and the reason you have not read about me is because the folks who write fairy tales have never been to merryland that is true dot agreed tot and i were the first to discover you yes and you were very wrong to do so added the queen reprovingly but i have used my thinking machine as i promised and it has shown me an easy way out of my difficulties what will you do with us asked dot looking at the queen so anxious that she forgot to drink her nectar i'm going to adopt you was the calm reply adopt us exclaimed the girl wonderingly yes that is the only thing to do you are going to be my adopted daughter the princess dot of merryland and your companion must become my adopted son prince tot of merryland but must we always live here inquired dot can't we go home again demanded tot those are questions i cannot answer now said the queen for the time at least you must live with me and i think you will be delighted with this valley and all the pretty things that i have to show you should you ever grow tired of merryland we will talk about your leaving it at present you will be wise to think of nothing but your happiness in becoming members of the royal family of this kingdom the boy and girl listened to this silently and thoughtfully for although the queen smiled she spoke with a dignity and authority that made them realize she was very much in earnest but seeing that her guest looked serious and troubled the little lady soon rose from the table saying more cheerfully as she did so it is nearly time for my army to drill so if it please you we will sit upon the balcony and eat our ice cream while we watch the soldiers dot and tot sprang up at once and followed the queen to a balcony that ran across the front of the palace here they seated themselves and were served with delicate ice cream hollyhocks upon golden saucers by twinkle and scallops why do you call the maid twinkle 
dot asked the queen because she steps so quickly and softly like the twinkling of a star and because her eyes are so bright and sparkling answered the wax doll why do you call him scallops inquired tot pointing his finger at the boy doll because his hair is all knitted in scallops and he has scallops around his wrist and at the bottom of his trousers tot looked and sure enough the scallops were there you see we all have a reason for the names we bear in this kingdom it is only in the big outside world that people have names that mean nothing said the queen what is your name asked the girl haven't you heard it inquired the queen with a surprised look no i have only heard you called the queen said dot but of course you must have a name of your own oh i certainly have answered the little lady my name is then she stopped suddenly and leaned over the balcony while she held up one of her pink hands and whispered listen the children now heard the sound of martial music approaching and in a few minutes there marched around the corner of the palace a band of pewter musicians they were dressed in brightly painted uniforms and marched proudly and in excellent time while they played as loudly as possible upon their instruments following the band came a squadron of pewter soldiers on horseback and the horses reared and pranced while the officers waved their pewter swords above their heads in an impressive manner next came the foot soldiers company after company wearing red painted uniforms and blue painted uniforms as well as uniforms of green and yellow paint not a man in the entire army was more than six inches high and all were made of pewter just like the boxes of soldiers you buy at the toy shops but they marched like real live soldiers and there were so many of them that it was actually an impressive sight as each company passed beneath the balcony where the queen sat the men saluted her respectfully and the officers raised their hats while the doll queen bowed graciously in return isn't that a fine army she asked proudly they're rather small for soldiers replied dot i could kick em over with my foot said tot oh but that would be wrong exclaimed the queen surely they haven't done you any harm no said tot but i could fight em all it's wrong to fight remarked the queen reprovingly then what do you have soldiers for questioned dot why to march and drill and look pretty of course answered the queen i thought everyone loved to see soldiers march i suppose they do said the girl no one should wish to hurt such brightly dressed creatures continued her majesty nor should a soldier wish to harm anyone else yet the wooden captain at the gate threatened to stick his sword into us declared the children that's different replied the queen the wooden soldiers are guardians of the valley and it is their duty to threaten and scare folks but had the captain really hurt you with his sword i should have had the quarrelsome fellow chopped into kindling wood he's quite dry and would burn nicely they sat for some time watching the pewter soldiers drill and finally the entire army marched away again when they had gone the little village seemed as silent and deserted as it had been before end of chapter 11 recording by chad geisinger digsvoice.com